For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This week in Geek, we discuss Saw, Ubisoft, and the Crunchyroll Awards. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of This Week in Geek. We are Matt and Kevin, as always. It is mid-January, and I don't really have anything else to say about this introduction. Yeah, there's, there's there's nothing else that we really need to, like, mention. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> we're we're in 2024 now. Oh god. Has has this been a year where you like you are having trouble remembering to write 24 instead of 23? Cuz for some reason like I usually have trouble with getting the year right at the beginning, but like uh-huh. this year I've been fine. I think I've yeah. only written 2023 once. Yeah, I don't I don't think that there's I'm not making that mistake as much, but it it is there are just moments where I'm just like huh. Is it already the 18th? <laughs> like, Oh, dear just, Lord. Yeah. It just things like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. It feels like this month has barely registered to me. Maybe because I've been taking so many, like, days off work. I've, like, taken a couple days here and there to just not do anything and just not be working because I don't want to do work at all. I'd rather just sit around my house and do nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, okay. Today I was supposed to go into work, but um, there was not that much booked at the escape room that I work at. So mm-hmm. I was supposed to work with another person, right? It was like it was supposed to be two people, and I was like, okay, well, if I can like get this out of out of the way, like I could just let them like tank the two games and let them get their hours, right? Mm-hmm. Because I have like a ton, um, but yeah, it. It essentially got to the point where it was like, yeah, there's only two games. I'm going to let the the one guy handle it and he, he'll be fine. And then my friend who I uh, recommended to the escape room said, hey, uh, I'm going to be playing the games in at the at the sister company or at the at the other location. Have you played them yet? And I'm like, no, I haven't. And he's like, OK, well, if you want to play them for free, because like I'm an employee, I get to I get to play it for for free at the other location you just show up and i'm like okay <laughs> so so I, I went to i went to the other location today and played three escape rooms so yeah no that, that's what that's what i was up to how's it been going with the escape room are uh are, have you had any projectile vomit experiences lately oh, yeah unfortunately oh, oh god i, I was on... joking <laughs> i think i had one last no it was the 14th. It was like four days ago. Um, <laughs> oh, go on. It's just, it's me in that one room, and I hate it. Like, it's it's not supposed to happen that way, but like, you know, it it happens to me and, and, and the other one for some reason. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just like, don't let me don't, don't let me take this room. It's, it's bad. I was joking about yeah. the projectile vomit. Yeah, it, I'm just cursed in that room. I'm just, I'm just convinced. Okay, has anything else happened that's not projectile vomit that's notable with uh, the escape rooms? I mean, everything else is pretty normal. I mean, like, like the last time, like when we were trying to record last week, I remember like you had a lot of like late nights. Like, who is who is requesting an escape room at like nine thirty at night? 
I have no idea. That's what happened last night, actually. Um, last night, I was supposed to, like, last night was supposed to just be, like, a regular, like, escape room day. And I was like, okay, yeah, there's just a couple games here and there. I could handle it. And then I was like, it's close to the end of the night. We can get there. We can do it. Like, we 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 can make it there. And then, like, it gets to about, like, 8.30, which is, like, if nothing books by nine o'clock in the last wave, I'm allowed to just shut down the store and just go go home. And mm -hmm. I was like, it's 845. We're good. And then I refreshed the page and then one person booked for like the final game of the night. So I'm like, OK, I have to sit here for another another hour <laughs> like, and then another half hour to like shut down everything again. But I was like, geez. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's wild. And I thought people in LA stayed up late. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who who's coming out here to just like enjoy that at this time. Like, just do it during the day. Let us let us know during the day. So this week, um, I took yesterday. No, what is it? Is today? Today's Thursday. No, Tuesday. I took Tuesday off because Monday mm -hmm. I went to the Magic Castle again, and thankfully this time I did not have an experience with projectile vomit in my car. Thank Yippee. God. Oh, that was not pleasant the last time I had to deal with it. But it got me an invite back. But I went with a bunch of friends. Um, and one of the people in our group was a member of the castle, which it's very hard to become a member. You have to either be a magician and audition and like be a performing magician that can come and perform there, or you have to like know magicians who can get you like a recommendation to join, and then like you're not a magician but you like pay an initiation fee and like pay each year to continue to be part of it and it's expensive but it's also like really cool because you could just go in whenever mm. um and you don't you don't have to like pay for the expensive dinner um so we were able to like normally your group is only supposed to be like six people but we were able to extend our group so we had eight people which isn't too many more but we could, probably could have added some but whatever um and so we went in and we saw all the magic and I didn't realize it at the time. Um, they post their list of magicians who's performing each week on the Monday. And we went on Monday, Martin Luther King Day. Um, and I just was looking through the list and I just happened to realize, huh, all these guys are Asian. That's cool. But it turns out it was actually Asian Magician Week at the castle. Like It was officially supposed to be that. It wasn't a coincidence. So that was that was interesting seeing like people come from like Korea and China and Japan um and do their their different acts which were very in general very good there were some guys who had a little bit of trouble with um english so it it kind of slowed their performance a bit and it was kind of a a bit of a strange vibe but like once they kind of got started like and they got into a rhythm it was really cool um speaking of like the din the the really expensive dinners this is probably the most the the largest dinner bill I've ever seen collectively. The eight of us spent almost a thousand dollars on dinner. Yeah. <laughs> again, but it was again it was eight of us at a fancy dinner place. Like our bill could have been a lot lower, but a lot of us ordered like different um, appetizers or desserts or like sides for the table. So we like inflated the bill a little bit. And also, plus the drinks. Drinks are expensive, mm -hmm. um, but we like inflated our bill a little bit. But we that was like. Hearing that price at the end of the meal is like, oh shit, we did some damage. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, split between eight people, that's not. It's just it's a lot. It's still a lot, but it's not as bad as it it sounds. <laughs> um, and I also watched uh, the Book of Clarence, and I watched the Beekeeper this past weekend. Um, Book of Clarence was interesting. It's um. It's interesting. I didn't hate it. I thought it was mostly pretty good. I think it kind of gets a little bit muddled. It doesn't really know what it's about. At first, it seems like it's a like, oh, you don't have to believe in God to be a good person movie. But then it's baits and switches. He's like, just kidding. You're going to end up believing in God anyway. And it's like, okay, cool. I wasn't expecting to be baited and switched into a, a Christian movie. But I guess that's what I'm watching now. Um, and then Beekeeper was just really stupid, but also like fun if you like turning your brain off and watching yeah really my sister bad. saw beekeeper and just okay. was like yeah it wasn't good i was like okay i like, wasn't i wasn't planning on seeing it but all right 
like it, again, if you turn your brain off and you just want something to just watch that's actiony, you could do worse, but you could also do a lot better. It's like it doesn't have the same kind of world building as John Wick and like the intrigue. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely trying to get you interested in like oh the world of the beekeepers, this super secret government agency, um, and it, it's just it can't do that. It's also not as goofy and fun as something like um, like John Wick even or like. Um, nobody which was a, also a really good um, action movie that came out um, the writing's also really bad like the <laughs> lines are always just like have something to do with bees it's really stupid but also I I didn't mind it I gave it a 5 out of 10 like you could you could go see it you could go not see it you're not really gaining anything by watching it. it's not going to change your life it's certainly not going to be no one's favorite movie but if you don't see it it's it's also not like you're missing out on anything mm-hmm. so that that was my week in geek so all right let's get into the news of the week um kevin so i meant to to do this last week but i completely forgot but one of our traditions that we've we were we've started even since we did um the Overwatch League podcast is um each year a certain orange and black website puts out its analytics for the year. And yeah, <laughs> they, they did it over when we were gone, when we were like I think like a day or two after we went on break last year, they put it out. Um but yeah, it's just just Let's just do this because I think it's funny and we've done it every year. But Kevin, guess what the top five countries that visit this site are? By uh, countries by traffic? Yeah. Okay. The US. Okay. Um let me the best top five? Yeah, top five. Okay. Uh wait. What? Oh, that's tough. Okay. The US for sure, because like we're we're mm-hmm unhinged um we're a bunch of degenerate people in this country yeah um i don't know japan maybe okay that's Um, two okay i'll put uh i guess the uk kind of that's kind of like i yeah okay yeah Um, they're also degenerates yeah they they also would be a part of the circle um (laughs) let's see who else has nothing to do? Like, what else? What? Like, nothing like, to do, is, and also internet access. Yeah, access to the internet and nothing to do. You got the U.S. You've got Japan. You've got the U.K. Okay. Uh, man, I don't. I don't know where else is like super, like horny. Uh, <laughs> like it, it's tough. Um, I guess. Okay, internet access board uh okay wait wait. okay let's go let's go like eastern okay not them let's put i'm gonna take a shot in the dark here i'm gonna say the philippines possibly okay just because i i okay like i mean we're looking at this site we would we would think that like (laughs) Might be genetic. Um, <laughs> I mean, they do have internet access and also nothing to do there. Exactly. So. Uh, but, so it might be like the big one-two combination here. And then I guess we'll put, I guess we'll put like, I don't know. Let's, let's put Canada up there. Sure. Let, uh, join, okay. join, join us. <laughs> okay. So you said the U.S., Japan, the U.K., the Philippines, and Canada. Yeah. So I, in the top spot good... is the U.S. by a lot. It's like not even close. It's okay. like at least double. It's more. It's no. It's, it's almost even triple. The next country. I okay. Think it looks like. Um, we got a problem, but oh, we maybe do it's have, not a problem. Have, maybe yeah. we're we're keeping this industry alive. So I'll... <laughs> I mean, as as social standards and what's acceptable change, it's it's becoming less taboo. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next the next country and it, it jumped up three places. Um, but it's still nowhere near the United States. Is the Philippines? Yeah, I don't know if I should be celebrating that. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by France. Hmm. Okay. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Oh, oh, oh. 
Mexico, <laughs> and okay. the United Kingdom. Japan was number six, actually. Okay. Um, and Canada was number nine. Nine, okay. It was UK, Japan, Germany, Italy, Canada, and number 10 was Brazil. Okay. Um, So people in the Philippines, just as... Uh, they they increased a lot. I think by sixteen seconds, but they on average spent eleven minutes and fifteen seconds on the site, where the U.S. again it jumped up sixteen seconds, only lasts about nine minutes and fifty seven seconds on the site. That it's because people are browsing. You think that like people are pickier now, or maybe, or maybe we're just our stamina is increasing. Yeah. <laughs> so this has always been the um the funniest category for me but it's traffic by game console oh okay <laughs> who the hell is watching okay uh let's see if this changed at all oh it did change. um it did oh change it changed okay, okay, okay it shows us what it changed so i'm not gonna make you guess this one because this is just absolutely stupid okay um so highest percent is the ps4 by 41.6% of game console. God, who's watching this on their game console? Come on. Okay, wait. Use your phone like a normal person. I think I think the reason why is because uh you have to consider like when a console dies, it becomes like a kind of like it's just a like streaming. Hub. Yeah. yeah, it's just a new streaming platform. So like but if also, you're using like, it for Netflix, your phone is right there. Exactly, but but the the PS4 <sighs> is hooked up to the big screen. <laughs> you could see it in, in just astonishing HD quality. <laughs> so PS4 was 41.6%, followed okay. very closely by the PS5 at 40.1%. Okay. A drastic drop to the Xbox. Okay. It doesn't specify it doesn't specify which Xbox, but the Xbox at 60.7%. Uh-huh. So about 17%. And then other which is yeah. the 3DS PS Vita category at 1.6%. People out here being horny on their 3DS. The 3D function does not work for this, guys. I, I, I'm i sorry. Just, I, it's, uh, unless it's built in with that function, it's not going to work. It's so funny to see. like to, Just to think of like people like being like, oh, yeah, I got to get my 3DS out. <laughs> Hold, on. Hold on a minute, y'all. Oh, uh, okay. So... In terms of traffic change, which you mentioned, uh-huh. Xbox went down by 34.5%. Mm-hmm. PlayStation 4 went down by 16.7%. Mm. So like the same the same amount of percentage that watch the Xbox currently is how much PlayStation 4 lost. And, and then, yeah, that's wild. And then PS5 went up 77.3%. It... I would think that people who have a PS5 possibly had a PS4, but they should keep the porn on the PS4. <laughs> or just oh. not on the console. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so I'm going to run through the most searched movies and characters, starting okay. from the top. Star Wars, Harley Quinn, Game of Thrones, Avatar, Harry Potter, Wonder Woman, Black Widow, Catwoman, Elastigirl, Princess Leia, 365 Days, Batman, Megan, which M3GAN, it's that horror movie, that uh, doll robot. Okay. The Incredibles, Spider-Man, Power Rangers, Deadpool, Monster Hunter, Superman, Avengers, Captain Marvel, Batgirl, Magic Mike, Loki, Jane Foster, Gamora, Scarlet Witch, Jessica Jones, Guardians of the Galaxy, and this one baffles me, John Wick. Hey, if... If Keanu Reeves is going to make a list, it should be this one. <laughs> it's kind of wild that most search is Star Wars. I didn't. I would not think Star Wars had a spike this year. I mean, Star Wars is all like. I mean, we ha- what did we have with Star Wars wise this year? We had like, did we get Ahsoka. anything new? We had a like, yeah. Okay, we had a Soka. So maybe that, or maybe people are just wanting Pedro Horny Pascal. For, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, which is is it's justifiable? It's I guess absolutely yeah. justifiable. Um, so most search for video games, Fortnite, Overwatch, Minecraft, okay, still there. 
Okay. It's <laughs> Overwatch and Fortnite stayed in their spots. So Fortnite's still number one, Overwatch number two. Minecraft jumped up one. Pokemon jumped up one. Um, I'm I'm not comfortable with a Minecraft one. Y'all, y'all are horny for the blocks. <laughs> that makes I, no sense. I never want to touch y'all's Lego sets. I'm sorry. <laughs> so Fortnite, Overwatch, Minecraft, Pokemon, Atomic Heart, um, Genshin Impact, Resident Evil, Valorant, League of Legends, Mortal Kombat, GTA 5, Cyberpunk, Sims 4, uh, Street Fighter, Apex Legends, Skyrim, Splatoon, The Witcher, God of War, Super Mario, Call of Duty, Baldur's Gate 3, which I'm surprised is not higher, Mass Effect, Tomb Raider, Detroit Become Human, Final Fantasy, Among Us, Red Dead Redemption, Legend <laughs> of Zelda, Cuphead. Did you say Among Us? I did say Among Us. What? Why is Among Us here? Because people who watch porn be sus. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like the Fortnite Overwatch ones make sense, but like, why do we go so far down? Among Us, how do you be down bad for the Among Us? I don't How is it know. minus 11? How did... <laughs> it went down 11. It went down I... What? Who's it, still looking at this? It went down. Oh my 11, god! And it's still on this list. This old list. Oh, oh god! I, I think all the other the other ones make sense because like the games came out this year, and of course, like it's gonna be trending. And more, they have but... like they have like distinguishably like at least humanoid characters. Yeah. Unless it's like a tutorial or something. <laughs> like I don't. I don't understand. I don't Y'all like that weird. one. That one I don't like. Everything else makes sense. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, let's go to the most searched for video game characters. Kevin, give me your top five guesses for this. Okay. Before I run I, down. I am actually going to I, I think a friend of mine sent me this specific part of the list. Um and I I'm just baffled. I'm trusting by you it. didn't memorize it though. I did I did not memorize it. So I unfortunately know that they have Chun Li on there, but it's okay. like not the category we want it to be in. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll go into that in a sec. Um, okay, let's see who else got a game this year. Um, okay, let's start. Let's let's figure this out. Okay, I still think Diva is gonna be in the top two because you know the the Overwatch thing keeps falling down, but mm-hmm. like they're consistent. Um, let's see who else who else would be there. Probably Laura Croft still. I, I think. Oh wait, who else had a? Okay, you know what? I'm gonna look through my Steam library and see what happens. <laughs> we'll see if I can get any like hits from that. I do think. Did Laura Croft have a new game this year? Did Tomb Raider? No, have a new they game did this not. Year? They did they not didn't. have a new game this year. I still not think it's like, like consistent. Um, wait. Okay, wait, wait, wait. We're talking top, top games here. Top games searched. Who else was in Fortnite this year? There's there's a bunch of anime guys. I don't think that there's any any like I don't think they would search for that specifically. Unless it did go the other way. No, no, no. It, it definitely was this way. Okay. Um Yeah, let's let's see. What else came out this year? Um Okay. Let's put Okay, who? Okay, Mortal Kombat had a game this year. Um, let's see, Pokemon had an update this year, but I don't know who they would take from that. It's probably just another blanket one. Mortal Kombat did have a game this year. They did Mortal Kombat One, MK One, yeah. Uh, with the timeline reset, um. Let's let's put who do people like more? Let's put I guess we put Katana in there. It's fair. Katana, I know that 
Okay, wait, wait. okay. So Chun Li one, Diva somewhere in two. I would say three. Three. Let's put in. Let's put in Katana. Katara, Katara, I'm losing my mind. Katana, Katana, Katara is it Avatar. is Katana. Yeah, okay, yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah, Katara, Katana, Katana. God damn it. Okay, uh, okay. Let's see, let's see. Um, Resident Evil jumped. Do we think Lady Demetrescu is still on this list? She's probably in the list. I don't think that she peaks in five. I don't know if you put in... Okay, wait. Mm. You're making me call myself out here. Uh, Valorant-wise, let's see. Put... Uh, Reyna? I think people like Reyna the most. It's either Reyna or Jet. I'm going to put... I'm going to put Reyna. And then... Oh, wait. Final Fantasy 7 has that remake. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's big this year, wasn't it? Yeah, that's... I mean, wasn't it nominated for Game it of was, the Year? Oh, yeah, it was, it was nominated Game of the Year, so Tifa has to be on that list. Okay. Yeah, okay. So you okay, said so Chun-Li, Diva... Chun-Li, Diva, Reyna, Katana, and Tifa. Tifa. All right. <clears throat> so the merch, most searched for video game characters of 2023 are... Chun Li from Fortnite. Chun Li from Fortnite. <laughs> you did not hear me say that wrong. Chun Li from Fortnite. Fortnite yeah. Which is just all kinds of wrong. <laughs> she's not a Fortnite character. She's in Fortnite, but not not. She's not from Fortnite. You know. Oh, that upsets me as as a nerd in so many ways. Anyway, yeah. Tifa from Final Fantasy took number two. Diva is still in the number three spot. Okay. So, our girl still has representation. Laura Croft from Tomb Raider takes four. Lady Domatresque from Resident Evil takes five. So people still down bad for Big Thick Vampire Mommy. And for the rest of the list, Sonic from Sonic the Hedgehog. I have to, I hate that I have to clarify this now because of because of Chun Li, but yeah, from Sonic the Hedgehog. It's not from Smash Bros. <laughs> Sonic from Sonic and the Hedgehog, Ada yeah. Wong from Resident Evil, Mario okay. from Super Mario Brothers. God, at um, least it's not the movie. <laughs> oh, God, I don't <laughs> want to think of Chris Pratt on this list. Don't make me do that. <laughs> Widowmaker from Overwatch, Mercy uh -huh. from Overwatch, uh -huh. Jinx from League of Legends. All right. Ashley from Resident Evil. Okay. Jill Valentine, Resident Evil. How did yeah. Ashley get higher than Jill? That's it's wrong. Kind of wild. That's wrong. Jill is infinitely the batter bitch mm -hmm. slime from Genshin Impact <laughs> I'm disappointed in a lot of you guys as I'm going down this list <laughs> sorry it's a disappointing it's disappointing that we go over this list but it's like it's fun to do I enjoy going over this list it's part of our like call now you know yeah yeah it's a tradition so after the slime, we have Kiriko from Overwatch. Just how did the slime beat Kiriko? Come on, yeah, I don't guys. know, man. Ruby from Fortnite, Mona from Genshin Impact, Tracer from Overwatch, Lisa from Genshin Impact, Cammy from Street Fighter, Rebecca from Cyberpunk, Raiden Shogun from Genshin Impact, Mei from Overwatch, Hu Tao from Genshin Impact, Ari from League of Legends, Katana from Mortal Kombat is way down here. Whoa, okay. At least she beat Gardevoir from Pokemon. Uh. <laughs> Loba from Apex Legends. Aura from Fortnite. Lucy from Cyberpunk. Samus Aran from Metroid. And Freya from God of War. So that's what yeah. all y'all degenerates have been searching in the video games this year. I'm kind of surprised that the with the Cyberpunk anime out as well, that Cyberpunk wasn't pushed high up. Right, like with I thought, the, Rebecca. I thought Rebecca or Lucy would make the list. Higher. Oh, absolutely! With the amount of just like fan art that I've seen, just yeah, people posting across on their like waifu pages. Yeah, I'm surprised okay. they didn't go higher. I am. I am very glad that that Vaporeon is not on this list for the memes. Oh, thank God. you. I mean, so thank it's you almost as bad as slime. I take it. 
like I, I at least it's Chun Li from Fortnite. <laughs> at least that was our number one. Yes, yeah, our number one Chun Li from Fortnite. Now that that bit of degeneracy is done, Kevin, want to hit want to hear about some just more disappointing things in pop culture. Can we? So can't wait, can we? <laughs> yeah, we we can't. <laughs> yeah, there was a pause. That was that was a little scary. <laughs> so you know the movie Saw, right, Kevin? Yeah. I mentioned I I forgot why I mentioned this last week, but there is a, a Christian version of Saw out there. And this is not currently relevant, but I've I said I would talk about it, so we're gonna talk about it. Um and I just I just I don't want to get into like the details of like production around it but i just want to give you a recap of the movie based on the recap that i watched and this movie is available to watch completely free full on on youtube um you just have to type in the name of the movie and it, it's right there because i was gonna i was sending this recap to a friend as well because it's so so stupid um but anyway um this movie is called the reconciler kevin and have you seen the original saw mm-hmm so it starts in the same exact way. It starts with two guys just passed out on the floor in mm-hmm. just some some random warehouse, right? Uh, and then one of them wakes up and he pokes this other guy with uh, his cane. He's like, hey, yo, wake up. And this guy's like, give me my cane. My leg hurts, so I need the cane. So he gives him his cane back or whatever. Um, and it turns out that these two guys are like, have been kidnapped by this person called the reconciler and what he does and like this guy's other guys like a, supposed to be like a reporter or whatever he's like following the case of the reconciler and what this guy does is he like kidnaps people and locks them up for seven days and if they can't like resolve whatever quarrel or or um problem they have with each other he just doesn't let them out i guess they just are trapped forever or until they like suffocate or run out of food or water or whatever but he gives them like seven days to like to do to to reconcile with each other right and so there's like a bunch of mini stories that are surrounding this so the main story is these these three these two these these two guys locked up in a room there's another story about a reporter woman who just like goes around and talks to people who've like found jesus and then her story ends by like no, so no, she she talks to a priest, then she talks to a girl who died, came back from to, to life, and her whole point purpose of coming back to life that God sent her back to earth was to tell this reporter woman that Jesus misses her. And then she talks to this one woman who gave like $35 million away to charity um, because it's what God wanted or whatever. And then this woman just goes home, reads the Bible and cries. And then we go to flashbacks of like other reconciler victims, quote unquote victims. So the first ever like reconciler victims were these two cops who were not working well together. They were partners and they just get locked in a car. That's it. Okay. They're locked in a car. They don't even like try to break a window or anything. They're just locked in a car. That's it. And they just like squabble. And the only reason that like their conflict is that one partner is mad is that because her partner has been getting a promotion has been like continuously getting promotions, even though she's been there longer and it's just because she's a woman. So that's their like conflict. And then they, they reconcile it and immediately like the car doors unlock and they get out the second, Mm. like the second group of um, folks are, it's a dad and a son and the dad's like this macho military guy. And the son is just just, like his son or whatever. And they're, they wake up in a forest and they're handcuffed together and they realize, oh, wait, I know where we are. Mom always wanted you to take me on this hike before she died, but you never did. And they find out that, like, the key to the handcuffs that they're locked together in are at the top of this uh, this mountain that they have to hike. So they hike, and then they, like, start squabbling throughout the uh, the hike. At one point, like, the kid falls off the cliff, and the dad, like, pulls him up by the chain that they're chained to and then the kid passes out so the dad like carries him up the mountain and they unlock their restraints and they never even actually reconcile which is stupid but then going back to the main story which is the two guys locked in the room so they find out that there is a body in a trunk 
and they take out the body and it turns out it's it's one of the guys' twin <laughs> and he's not even dead he's just like oh i was unconscious inside of this trunk oh my god it's you my twin and then they're squabbling throughout and this other guy is just the guy with the cane is just kind of sitting there the entire time and the reason why they the two brothers are squabbling is because one hasn't been to church in like two years and somehow they whatever reconcile and it turns out that like the uh the other guy who was in there with him was an angel he wasn't actually a human or a reporter or anything and he's like yeah the reconciler i know who he is turns out you've been talking about him this entire time it's like who's the reconciler turns out it's god so God's just been kidnapping people and trapping them in mildly inconvenient scenarios for a week until they like make up with whoever they're upset at. Mm-hmm. So that's the Christian version of Saw. Mm. <laughs> it's so bad, but it it it's it's helped us in that there's good content out there that's making fun of it. And I'm like like not making fun of it for being a Christian movie. I'm making fun of it for being a stupid movie. It's just not good. It's just really bad. Mm-hmm. Like if you're gonna make a horror movie or like a spoof or something, like be like Veggie Tales, and that Veggie Tales is actually funny. Mm-hmm. Veggie Tales actually tries, and like I watched a couple of as a kid, like when like, I would go to church or whatever. But like, they actually put effort into their poorly rendered vegetables, and the scripts. So anyway, um. It, moving into more upsetting things, Kevin. Th- but this is not. This is like actually relevant and current. Um, Kevin, okay. do you, do you like owning your video games? Yes, I, I like having them physically. Okay, well, Ubisoft doesn't want you to own your video games. Ubisoft wants you to get comfortable not owning your video games. How do you feel about that? Well, maybe I just won't own Ubisoft games then. <laughs> just. <laughs> I won't spend my money for it. Easy. <sighs> okay, so the, the 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 discussion here is revolving around like Ubisoft's new like Ubisoft Plus Premium and Ubisoft Plus Classic subscriptions of, of game service. Um, the the director of subscriptions at Ubisoft's name is Felipe Tremblay, um, and he was talking about like what needs to happen in order for um, programs like this these two subscription services from Ubisoft to actually like take off and be successful. Like we've seen how Microsoft's game pass has done pretty well. I I don't know about PlayStation's like PlayStation plus library or whatever it's called. Like, I don't know how well it's doing. I have a couple of friends who subscribe to it and they say they like it, but I think like the golden standard right now for game subscription services is Xbox. Like um, I remember reading some interview talking about like the the console wars and saying that like playstation has won the console war but where xbox was really focusing on was selling the consoles so that they could get people hooked on using game pass which i tried it for a little bit i just i i'm mostly busy playing playstation stuff but i liked game pass when i had it i think i I mentioned when i was playing it like it, it gave me access to games that like i never would have like wanted to like spend money on but when i played them were really good and i think it's a good platform maybe not financially for indie developers but like at least getting people to play their games getting exposure getting their name out there getting these studios to like get some some recognition if they're not like able to compete for shelf space with um the the bigger name developers like if you're forced to promote your game on like electronically because you can't get like a physical release like game pass is a, is a good route for you um but i don't think any other subscriptions have really taken off and what philippe tremblay from ubisoft was saying is that in order for subscription services to take off there, there has to be a shift in gamers where they have to be okay with not owning any of the games because that's a a big concern right now is especially with like things like netflix taking movies off of their streaming services all the time if like you're relying on netflix or whatever or any of the streaming services to carry a film that you love to be around whenever you want to watch it, it's not going to happen because they have um these deals with the production companies to carry their films for a certain amount of time they don't have all that much space or data to like store these films 
on these cloud services all the time. But um, what he said is, I don't have a crystal ball, but when you look at the different subscription services that are out there, we've had a rapid expansion over the last couple of years, but it's still relatively small compared to other models. We're seeing an expansion on the consoles as the likes of PlayStation and Xbox bringing new people in. On PC, from a Ubisoft standpoint, it's already been great, but we are looking to reach out more on PC, so we see an opportunity there. One of the things that we saw is that gamers are used to, a bit like DVD, having and owning their games. That's the consumer shift that needs to happen. They got comfortable not owning their CD collection or DVD collection. That's a transformation that's been a bit slower to happen in games. As gamers grow comfortable in that comfortable in that aspect, you don't lose your progress. If you resume your game at another time, your progress is still there. That's not been deleted. You don't lose what you've built in game or your engagement with the game. So it's about comfortable feeling comfortable not owning your games. I still have boxes of DVDs. I definitely understand the gamer's perspective with that. But as people embrace that model, they will see that these games will exist. The service will continue, and you'll be able to access them when you feel like it. That's reassuring. Yeah. it It's better than it just being like... It, it's better than just saying like, oh, you have to subscribe, and if you don't have like the subscription we're just gonna hold it hostage until you want to use it again right it's more like they're making the service online as long as their servers are also up which makes sense mm -hmm. but still there's that aspect that you don't own it like they could take it away at any time which is the thing it's like he said um these games will exist. The service will continue and you'll be able to access them when you feel like it. But that's, we, we've seen that it's not true because you've seen games disappearing because mm -hmm. either the developer goes under or the service doesn't, it doesn't do well. It's not gaining the revenue it, it needs or like they just don't want to put it. They don't have the space to like support it on that platform anymore. So I, I don't think that that's actually accurate. Like, I don't think that these games will continue to exist if it's only on a streaming platform. I don't think that mm -hmm. like you see game servers shut down all the time. Like even, even like beloved like games, like say Halo two, Halo three, like eventually those games have to come to an end. Eventually the service has to stop. But what if someone wants to go back and just play like, the single player of Halo 3 again. Like they just want to do all the story of the Halo games. They don't want to do the the multiplayer stuff. If that game gets taken off because they don't own it and it's not on any cloud service because maybe the cloud service failed, like what are you going to do? There's nothing there. There there there's no alternative to owning your game, I think, on a physical disc that no one can really like take away from you. Mhm. Mm I, I I just Yes, streaming is becoming more popular. Yes, people are like seeing the merit to like not having to store things, not having to have like physical clutter. But in, if you if you want to preserve your collection and like make sure that like what you've paid for stays yours, I don't see it in a streaming model. Like maybe like even that's even different from digital libraries because even like digital libraries, you can still maybe in some way own your game if you're like storing it on like a hard drive or something. I don't know. But I I personally don't like this take. And I think that's like to be as a given for us because we've talked about this all the time. But I honestly don't, like as more and more people are seeing what they like being taken off of streaming services. And I, I don't know if this is just because online algorithms are feeding me these posts which align with my views. But it seems like there's there's still an increased push to preserve owning like physical media and like buying things instead of just streaming them if you like them, um, which is the opposite of of the perspective that Ubisoft wants us to take. Yeah, it it's still has this hesitant like even though like the news was somewhat reassuring, we would much rather have it, you know, in our hands and able to play offline if we, if we ever needed it, you know? Yeah. And I, I feel like if you really intend to keep all of these games that you're releasing and can keep them like available to anybody who wants to play them whenever you're going to need a lot of like bandwidth, a lot of 
uh, of storage, a lot of just like support. Like, I hope that they're prepared to actually deliver on that because it seems like a huge undertaking and a huge, like, just it's going to need a lot of resources. Mm -hmm. Would you subscribe to like a gaming service like this, Kevin? Like, I mean, I've already kind of did it with the Game Pass, but like, what if it goes the way of like, actual movie streaming and tv streaming where initially there's just a couple of really really good sites but then eventually as people are seeing this is appealing it just branches out to more and more and more and more different streaming sites to the point where it's like it's it's so hard to keep track of them all and it's too expensive to to subscribe to like every single service yeah it, it feels like it could be more expensive than just buying the game as of right now but i really don't know like anyway in my opinion i still would love to have the physical media but i do understand if it does help with like production costs and stuff but i don't, I don't know i'm still always on the fence about like the digital media stuff you know yeah i think if it's I like for me i think if it was mainly used for smaller games, like indie games, I can understand that because not all indie games have access to like printing physical copies of their game. Like Hades for the longest time was digital mm -hmm. only. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was a fantastic game. If like the only way I could have played Hades was digitally like fine. So be it. I will find a way to do it. Um, but I think as long as owning physical media is an option, then that's my preferred route. And I think that like the more people are continuing to to still buy physical media, I think it it depends on if people continue to buy. If people continue to buy stuff and are, it's not going away and it even like overtakes streaming, I think this kind of model might die for a little bit and maybe it'll probably come back eventually. But if people just kind of acquiesce and just keep like buying digitally or subscribing to these streaming models then that gives the game publishers more leeway to stop printing their games and push people in that direction i think it all depends on like ubisoft is saying what gamers are continuing to do if they push back on like owning things and continue to do that i think then that's the way things are going to continue to be but if they're complacent and just kind of accept the new reality then that's where we're going to go and that's it for me. All right. Uh, yeah, we, I only have a couple of things uh, in terms of the the media that we have to cover. Uh, one, let's talk about Pokemon. We got we got a little bit of news uh, about uh, EUIC, which is the uh, European uh, International, and the NAIC, which is the North American International Championships. Um, NAIC last year was in Columbus, Ohio, and I did go out to that one. Um, first time in Columbus. It was actually, uh, it was pretty humid, but inside of the actual event space, it was pretty nice. Uh, I got to see a lot of, uh, got to meet a lot of my, like, Pokemon mutuals for Unite in person for the first time. It's like the first time that it ever had, like, a LAN. So, at least in our region. So it was really cool to go out there and, and meet people who, you know, I've only met online and, uh, and hang out and talk with them. Um, but, uh, we did get the dates for EUIC and the location and same thing with NAIC. So EUIC is going to be taking place in the spring. It is going to be on April 5th and 6th. Once again, in London. Um, I don't know. Pokemon Company likes London. They just they had it for the first Pokemon Unite finals. They had it for or yeah, they had it for Pokemon Worlds uh two years ago. Or yeah, two years ago. They had EUIC there last year and they're having it there this year. So London seems to be the place that everybody wants to go for EUIC. So they're just gonna have the same spot April 5th and 6th for that one. NAIC this year is not going to be in Columbus, Ohio this year. It is going to be in New Orleans uh, on hmm. June 7th and 8th. So uh, beginning of be the year, it's going to be summer. It's going to be really warm. That's um, going to be so hot. But I, I, would, I would love to go out there. Obviously, it depends on how the, how the scene shapes up and how I feel about it. Um, and then last but not least, 
Honolulu is where Worlds is going to be. Um, we got that announcement during last year's Worlds. Um, they were saying that the date is supposed to be late June because NAIC is supposed to be like the finals for Pokemon. Um for Pokemon Unite and then it goes into the world's stage where they invite every team from every every region. Um so Honolulu is going to be the go-to spot and uh they're looking at late June, possibly early July. Last year it was in August. So um it looks like they're trying to push up the calendar a little bit and see where where we can go from here, but that is something I'm keeping my eye out for if we do get a date for uh for Worlds. Um and obviously, if I can make the trip out there, of course, I would love to go to Honolulu. But um, yeah, it depends on really how how the vibe of Pokemon Unite is at the moment. Um, as we know, Pokemon Unite season is going to start in February, but that's also the time that we're supposed to get the update for draft coming to ranked mode. Um, when that happens, I'll probably be hopping back to the Pokemon Unite side of things just to go ahead and get some coverage. Um, but for now, it is it, I haven't touched the game. I'm, I'm going to admit it. Haven't haven't played the game. Casted earlier this week, and I'm actually casting um, tomorrow as well. Not like not the 19th, but the 20th. Uh, I'm going to be doing the Evolution tournament where every every game has to pick an Evolution. Um, in their match. So it's going to be the five on five EVs. So that's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, Pokemon stuff. Uh, EUIC is going to be in April in London. NAIC is going to be June 7th and 8th in New Orleans. Cool. Um, yeah, that's the Pokemon stuff that I have to mention here. Let's go into the bigger stuff. Let's talk about the Crunchyroll Awards. Um, voting is open now. Um, if you guys want to go ahead and vote uh, in for your favorite categories, uh, go for it. You can vote every day if you want. Um, they do have daily resets on the voting. So most of it is going to be popularity contests, but there is like a panel mm-hmm. of people who will be like who will have like a pretty big influence on the vote as well. So. Uh, let's just, let's just go over some of the ones that I want to like, I want to talk about. I know the, the bigger ones, it's going to be opening sequence, uh, opening and ending sequences. So, um, if we want to talk openings this year, there's idol, uh, from Oshinoko kickback from chainsaw man, um, where our blue is the JJK season two opening song of the dead, uh, which is the zombie 100 bucket list of the dead opening. Um, we have Innocence Arrogance, which is the Heavenly Delusion opening, and then Work from Hell's Paradise. Um, me being in Japan, I only heard Idol whenever I was in a in a store, so I think Oshinoko should be able to take it. But we we know how thirsty JJK fans are, and how good and how viral um, Song of the Dead is. Um, and same thing with Kickback. So there's just a lot of really good openings this year. Um, ending sequences, um, you have Akari, which is uh, JJK Season 2. Happiness of the Dead, which is the ending for ZOM 100. Um, Koi Kogare, which is the uh, Demon Slayer ending. Color uh, by by uh, Spy Family. Um, it is going to be so tough to figure out which one this one is for, for Chainsaw Man. Um, because Chainsaw Man had an unique ending for each individual episode so Hmm. they have one of them nominated here but like i personally loved rendezvous um but rendezvous is not not on the list this time um and then oshinoko's mephisto is also here as the uh as an ending theme as well um but yeah there's there's a whole bunch of stuff there let's just see best anime song um Oh, okay. This is just like in general. Uh, Bochi the Rock is also nominated this year, so you have to you have to keep that in mind. Um, a lot of these are the the basic stuff, so like best animation, best cinematography, so on and so forth. Um, I'm going to hit up. Let's just do. Okay, let's just do the top four categories here. Let's start with best film. This is going to be one that I'm very. Uh, I, I want to figure out what what people vote for here. Um. There's Black Clover, Sword of the Wizard King. There's Kaguya-sama, Love is War, The First Kiss That Never Ends, which was a Christmas movie that aired 
last year um, in Japan, but was aired on Valentine's Day this year or last the 2013. Uh, I watched it with my with my homeboy uh, like him and I were both single and we're just like, yeah, let's go watch Kaguya-sama Love is War. <laughs> He's like, yeah, we're going to do that on Valentine's Day. So, yeah, that's what we did. Um, <laughs> we have Suzume, uh, which is the Makoto Shinkai film. Um, very pretty. Um, Blue Giant, um, Psycho Pass, Providence, and then the first Slam Dunk. So I saw three of these films. I saw Blue Giant. I saw Kaguya-sama Love is War. And I saw the first Slam Dunk. Um, and Suzume, technically. So that's four. Um, out of these films, I feel like the one that had the most impact on me was either Blue Giant or the first Slam Dunk. Those both have such a like big impact mm -hmm. that like you have to respect them being on this list. Um, if you guys don't know what Blue Giant is, it's about a guy who just wants to become the best like tenor sax player in the world, and it is all jazz music it is brilliant the storytelling is excellent and um the movie goes over what they consider the first part of blue giant which is like his come up like the the come up of the character and then it ends on like him like finally getting recognized and seeing where it goes from there but there's a whole bunch of trials and tribulations that go through it and the music and like every single like drop of sweat is like present when you see somebody like <laughs> performing their heart out it is insane uh -huh. um and then the first slam dunk although like a lot of people may have been off put by some of the 3d animation the story of slam dunk is still present but you don't have to learn the entire story of slam dunk to enjoy the first slam dunk which is the reason why i loved it um the when you follow slam dunk the the manga you follow around uh sakura uh, sakura michi who is like this he's an aloof like stupid kind of dumb character but his entire point is like he he's dedicated to basketball because he loves this girl and he he wants to play ball to impress her right um and then he ends up falling in love with the game itself and then becoming like as good as he can instead of us following his character arc we follow one of the other characters and it really goes over his reason of why he keeps playing basketball and I, I respect that angle rather than giving us like the same story that we've heard already. They're giving us a separate perspective and the reason why like he's also at this point of the game too. Like so like the the first slam dog actually goes into one of the last games played in the series. But the reason why it's impactful is because like even though you're watching like quote unquote the final game of the series, you're watching like every character kind of grow up like to this point and mm -hmm. this one follows one character who just has like i would consider one of the saddest stories um in the entire series but you follow him and his reason of continuing to play ba basketball and like you don't need to know the rest of the series if you know the rest of the series you're like okay cool i get to see these guys play ball again and like it's been since the 90s since we've seen these guys back on the back on the screen so it's really refreshing to have those characters come back again but even if you don't see that you can enjoy the movie as is so that's the reason why i was like the first slam dunk is really good blue giant is also really good but i think pure popularity wise it's probably going to go to suzume um which is the Makoto Shinkai film, just because of like you know, it's it. They got the your name syndrome. They're gonna think, oh, it's a, it's a great film. It's pretty. I gotta give them that. But the impact of Blue Giant and First Slam Dunk is gonna give it to them. One of those two. Um, okay, we have best new series. Um, this is like the ones that aired this year: Heavenly Delusions, uh, Zom One Hundred, Bucket List of the Dead, Hell's Paradise, Chainsaw Man, Oshinoko, Bochi the Rock. Um, I have all of these as a manga and I am excited to see where they go. I think Bochi is going to take it this year just because it's like the, the show at the moment. Um, I could also see like, I could see any one of these guys actually taking it, but like, I think Bochi is, has such a 
such an impact and kept the impact going throughout the year that it, it's probably going to take best new series. Um, best continuing series. This is going to be a really tough one because it is technically quote unquote the end of Attack on Titan. Um, so mm -hmm. this is the final year that AOT is probably going to get nominated. Um, you have the Attack on Titan final season, the final chapters, special one, which yes, it's a mouthful. That's just what it is. Um, you have uh, the Demon Slayer, the Swordsmith Village arc. Um, you have Jujutsu Kaisen season two, which a lot of people are telling me to just sit down and watch. Uh, so I have to get around to it. There's one piece, obviously, like it's still it's still here. Um, Spy Family gets best continuing series as well because it did have a second season this year. Um, and then last but not least is Vinland Saga. Vinland Saga has made the list and continuing series wise. I think it's going to go to AOT just because it's like the end of an era. It's like 10 years since the beginning of AOT. Um, and with the ending in, in 2023, it officially wraps up the end of attack on Titan. So I think you have to give it to the legacy of AOT and give it the best continuing series. Um, but I also wouldn't put it past them if they gave it to Vinland Saga because Vinland Saga had the most impact in my opinion so far. Um, I have to still sit down and do Swordsmith Village arc and and JJK too, but Vinland Saga season two like really hit me and a lot of viewers who were a part of that series. So I I hope it goes to one of the two, um, but we'll see how the voting goes. And last but not least, let's go into the big one, the anime of the year. Um, that is all things that we've mentioned before. So Oshinoko, Ochi the Rock, Chainsaw Man, Demon Slayer, uh Jujutsu Kaisen season two and Vinland Saga season two. Um yeah, they're they're all they're all wild and they all deserve like this kind of anime of the year nomination. They've all they're they're all great series, but um it, it's gonna be tough to select one. Um because <laughs> they all have a certain level of impact on on even just memes in general, but also like the the anime season throughout the year so um yeah it we will have to see who gets it um i don't know if kimetsu no yaiba is going to take it i'm also kind of i'm still leaning towards either chainsaw vinland or bochi um just because they are like kind of the ones that people are like talking about the most but uh, we'll definitely be keeping an eye out for the anime awards um, and when those finally get announced. Um, so essentially voting is going to be live until January 27th. Um, and you can vote every single day uh, if you guys want. So uh, feel free to feel free to do that. So voting is going to end on the 27th, but the actual award show is going to be on March 2nd um, in Japan. It's going to be an in-person show. So, uh, we will be able to watch it online. All right, cool. Uh, I'm going to try to wrap this up. Uh, we do have the last thing that I need to mention is our manga releases this week. Uh, this week is the beginning of Gachi Akuda, which is one of the more prominent like uh, manga that a lot of people have been keeping an eye out for. Um, you have the end of Golden Kamui, which is an excellent series. Feel free to pick that up. And then One Punch Man Volume 27. Um, is also out. And then uh, for next week, what's coming out, we have Boys Abyss 4, um, Bochi the Rock Season, or Bochi the Rock Volume 2, and then Stone Ocean, um, the, the next part of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stone Ocean Volume 2, is going to be uh, released next week as well. Um, so yeah, um, if any of those pique your interest, make sure to go ahead and get it. Um, get them while you can. Um, and yeah, uh, that that's it for the manga releases um actually one more thing before i forget manga for initial d has been announced uh it will be coming out in march but there will be three variant covers there's going to be the regular cover there's going to be an orange cover which is only going to be sold on crunchyroll's shop um with with like more streak lights and then the other one is going to be sold by Kino Kunia, but we don't know what that cover looks like yet. Um, but Omnibus is going to be coming out in March. 
but there's going to be two variant covers, one from Kino and one from uh, Country Roll. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, and we'll keep you guys updated throughout the, the throughout the updates and whatever else happens to come out. Cool. Well, uh, also just really quickly, I saw a bit of of gaming news while we were while we were talking. Guess what the the number one selling game of 2023 was according to IGN, Kevin. Uh, according to IGN, it's probably some like random game. I'm gonna say Jackbox Party Pack Ten. No, 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 Lethal Company, Lethal Company. <laughs> oh, I wish it was Lethal Company. I wish it was actually um Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, okay, interesting. Harry Potter did it. It beat out Call of Duty or or anything Rockstar has made, which according to IGN, like the number one selling game for the past, I don't know how many years has either been a, um, a Call of Duty game or something from Rockstar, and it's not. But Lethal Company. Oh, since two thousand eight. It was either Call of Duty or Rockstar since Rock Band released in 2008. So this is the first time in, what, 15 years? That's wild. Yeah. Um, Anyway, Kevin, give us some advice for, for, I don't know, for cleaning up vomit, I guess. Um, Okay, first you want to remove the chunks. Um, Oh, God, God, I regret this already. Remove the chunks. Uh, Like, put it in a bag. Throw that out, then mop, um, and then if anything is still damp, take it out of the room. Make sure to wash it. Um, yeah, that's usually how it goes. Um, my my word of advice for everyone: uh, if you like a series and you have the money, go and buy it. Um, go be financially irresponsible now that you you've gotten your Christmas money. Um, I bought the rest of Slam Dunk, so I okay. I'm reading through the remainder of Slam Dunk. I have another. 10 volumes and then uh I'll be officially done with it. Um but I'm loving I'm loving every second of it. I immediately regret asking about the the vomit advice but okay, thank you Kevin for think No problem. That. Yippee. Remove the chunks. Oh god, I'm I'm making myself feel sick. But anyway, <laughs> thanks for uh thanks for tuning in with us guys. As always, we love you and we will be back next week with more geeky things and hopefully less vomit um anyway thanks guys and we will catch you soon adios next week we bring you the latest news and stories from around the internet thanks for listening to this week's episode if you like what you hear please subscribe to us and rate us five stars on all your favorite podcast platforms you can also follow us on all social media at twigpod That's T-W-I-G-P-O-D. And feel free to send us any questions, comments, or any suggestions of topics you'd like us to cover. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week in Geek. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.